Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Going Through the Motions with me, Callum. And me, Alex. How's it going, guys? <laughs> the podcasting equivalent of, well, you've heard of a sit-down a sit down pee, but what about a stand-up poo? Oh. That's it. I thought I'd try and make you laugh with this one. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, repeat, I'll repeat what I just said before. <laughs> I've never seen Alex so... Like, you're a very calm guy, usually. I've never seen you this flashed. What, do you know what? We, we, we've been having really? lag issues. We've been having lag issues, ladies and gents, between our, our connection. This has been going on... We were supposed to start at half past nine. It's now 25 past yeah. 10. That's, yeah. that's how long we've been dicking about with this thing and we're going no no no. i'll just phone you source connects being shit i'll just phone you i'll just phone you and i'm like yeah. trying to I'm, I'm i'm like trying to connect bluetooth devices to my phone and trying to put things through the laptop and switching networks and all this shit and i'm uh i just can't but but like there's an unholy amount of stuff that's just not working oh. like weird stuff that's just not working it's not but our also, fault like when it comes it's not our but fault when it comes down to it you just don't have a wired set of headphones that plug into your phone. <laughs> that because that would have fixed it, wouldn't it? You mean I don't have an outdated phone? Is that is that what you're trying to say? No, you don't have an outdated set of headphones. Oh yeah, okay, fair. <laughs> I don't have an outdated um, set of yeah. headphones. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, he, it's weird. When... I was I was getting ready to throw my AirPods across the room because, but another part of the problem was. Uh, my my AirPods, which are like a first generation AirPods, uh, oh, yeah. try and connect to my phone and my laptop at the same time, and as soon as they do that, they just give up connecting to either of them. It's a common thing I've seen on and the complaints. And apparently, on Monday, uh, this is Thursday at the time of recording, so the day after this episode comes out, Apple are going to have a special event where they release uh, their brand new lineup of AirPods. So. I might just oh. I might just actually chuck these out the windy and go get <laughs> go get some new ones. Who may, knows? Yeah, you may as well, mate. Yeah. You may as well. Well, that was that's nice bit of moving forward sorted. That's that bit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Up. Done it nice, right yeah. up top. Do a bit te of Apple news. Tease a little bit of moving forward. Apple news. Remember, Apple used to. There was like a big event every year, and then like what's his pass would come out with the turtleneck jobs, and he would just be like, "Yeah." Oh, there what are we're still doing. events every year. Like tip to no, I know, but they're not as big anymore. They're just a bit like what have you watched any of them recently? yeah yeah well we we watched what was it, last september they did one like, no recently i think they did one with the old bloody bloody new laptop oh we got a new bloody laptop and everyone's gonna go ballistic i think the thing was though like they were big when they first started but like remember the first couple of iphone uh, like apple events like that shit made fucking bbc right yeah nowadays it's like oh apple are releasing a new phone who cares <laughs> yeah shit. absolutely it's, it's just in, it's just like, it's incremental updates now yeah, but the, and that's it's a point, right? Because even like the phones, you don't. There was a time where you could tell the difference between the different models, but now you just can't. No, like, not now really. You just actively cannot. No, you can't. I mean, the yeah, the twelve and the thirteen look exactly the same. It's frightening. Mm. Yeah, um, but anyway, we are not an iPhone or stand-up pooing podcast. No, we're we, not. Of course, are a music and movies podcast, and each week we will talk to you about some of the meatiest music Oof. and movies i mean this is do you know the do you know the i'm i'm i feel bad i have not done nearly as much research on this film as this film deserves not nearly as oh, much research. Do you know I, what? I, I feel i feel exactly the same but in a way i don't feel too terrible about it because 
I know that there's so much in this movie, both music and movies wise, that I'm just like, yeah. this is going over my head and I don't actually care. I don't actually yeah. care. I don't yeah. actually care that it's going over my head. I don't care that I'm not understanding every single nuance of like what this particular shot of this or this particular scene is trying to say, because mm. it is nonstop with like, that's a gorgeous shot. That's an amazing shot. This is obviously saying something really profound and I'm getting like yeah. maybe 20% of it. I want to watch this movie again so badly, like right now it's yeah. right. It's frightening. Yeah. It's yeah. so good. And, and well, I think that's I think that's a really great way to say this is that I think we you know, I, you, as you just said, I will I was watching this movie going, I'm missing so many things and I'm not I've not taken my eyes off the screen. Yeah. And I've not stopped listening to everything, but I'm like actively missing things. Yeah. And I don't know and and, and that annoys some people though. No, it and, does. I can see I can see why it would annoy them. Like in some ways it does annoy me, but not enough not to like the movie. Oh no, 100%, 100%. But I mean that's kind of like a <laughs> kind of like a self kind of inadequacy type thing cuz yeah, you know yeah, exactly, look, yeah. cuz let's be honest, we all want to we all want to feel like the smart guy that gets everything, don't we? Yeah, we yeah, all yeah. want to be the guy that goes. Oh, did you get that? Because you know, I got, I, I got that. You know, I, th that was a commentary on this and that and the other. And you know, did you see that? Did you see that little thing? That's sure. you know, pre, you know, sh pre shadowing, foreshadowing. Sorry, I can't even say the bloody right phrase for it. And that's foreshadowing yeah. what's going to come up later and blah 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 blah. And everyone, and everyone kind of wants to be the smartest guy to get that. But actually, I was watching this and I was going, "Oh God, there's so much. I'm really enjoying being somewhat of a art idiot about this." Yeah, like not an yeah. idiot. I but mean, it is not it's an idiot, art, but, though, but yeah. it's like it's but it's like literature and it's just old and. Are we said we're doing the Green Knight? Sorry, oh yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we yeah, said yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I like to think um, that whenever we don't say the the movie and somebody hasn't seen the podcast title, yeah, I like to think yeah. that they they use our preamble and our initial thoughts to guess what the movie is. And if I had mm, to guess, mm. I think people would probably think The Lion King out of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, quite easily. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. We're, I think baby, baby uh, we geniuses. We don't, we don't yeah, get baby, it. Baby, Mufasa died. Baby, baby geniuses. And we don't get it. Out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand why the babies are talking. I just it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, <laughs> it's too artsy. <laughs> yeah, it's too artsy for me. It's too artsy. It does, for me. It does, what, does make you ask, like, what is the? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, his name's his name's Scar, and he's got a scar. I I, I got I, I didn't get that at first. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. What was he called before he got the scar? That's a very, that's a very interesting point. <laughs> just Nascar. Nascar. <laughs> no, just, just scarless. A serious bit of scarless. Scarless. Yeah, <laughs> a serious bit of nomenclature, nomenclature determinism. Um, now, Alex, this is an old, old piece of literature i mean this one of the oldest i'd say about this i mean i was gonna say i think we chatted about this and when we knew that this film was coming out and there was a trailer for this um you mentioned this you obviously well, you mentioned this when we talked about it. there's a similar style of story that is as old as this can you remember what it was Oof. you said the other one that's a very very one of the oldest stories almost ever told or um dates back i think you well it's not well it's not as old as like homer's odyssey 
for example. No, it's not as so- it's not as old as the Greek stuff. Right. Okay, yeah, no, you're right. But I don't like, know what you're getting at. I was getting a Beowulf. Oh, Beowulf, yeah. Oh, I love Beowulf. Yeah, like as a story, an incredibly old, old story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but this, I... And, and, and knowing that it's an old story, I watched this entire movie thinking that there was going to be some level of symmetry to the story and some level of balance and a moral because a story this you know that has lasted that long needs to have a really clear clear moral yeah but a lot of the a lot of the themes of this story are left purposely ambiguous which i think is quite interesting you know a modern a real modern day adaption of the story yeah 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 and it really does um, toe because, the line between, you know, ancient and modern retelling quite well. Yeah, actually. it does. It does. Yeah. I was really impressed by that. Everything from the music to the dialogue to the stories, the scenes, the settings, the camera angles. Like it it was it was really yeah. It, do you know what this reminded me of? This reminded me of a vintage car that has been done up with an electric motor, an electric battery, Ooh. so it runs like a Tesla, yeah, but you... it looks like an old VW. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know exactly what you mean. There's a few of those. There's a few roads, those around, actually. I think they're really interesting. I love them. Yeah, but, yeah I think McGregor you're totally right. One done. Um, but, but the the story i mean can you talk us through what you because you know the story a little bit more than me like can you talk me through what the original story is in one sentence like what is the story of the green knight or not one sentence but just one quick summary. honestly the quickest way i can summarize it is it's exactly the same as this movie which is insane which is which yeah. is which is absolutely insane down to like the the kind of the bits where you know the lord and lady of the castle towards the end one of the last things he has to go through and he's like oh i'll i'll give you anything i get in the forest if you give me anything you get in the castle yeah and he obviously and he obviously gets a cheeky little you know yeah 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 and and, uh, so the lord kind of guesses that and he and he wants a kiss that's in the original thing there's a there in the original thing the lord's like gets a kiss off um off gawain which by the way let's get off let's get right off the bat i've been saying the name gawain wrong for years if we're going by this movie this is the first time i've ever heard it pronounced gawain but then ah, I said, Gawain, interesting. No, but that's how it's said in the movie, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's Gawain. Yeah. Where's I, I read it and I always thought it was Gawain. Mm. I always thought it was Gawain, yeah. but I suppose like Gawain, it's probably a bit more Welsh, which I think Gawain, there, there's yeah, a lot Gawain. of Welsh in this. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's interesting because obviously, as you say, it's very close to the original telling, but something that's just. What I left thinking about is just how visually striking this movie is. And and I think there's something to be said of the fact that it's an A24 movie. Like, yeah. A24 are just awesome. I think A24 do some wonderful movies. And yeah, the other sure. visually stunning one that's similar to this is, have you seen The Witch? I've With not, se- I've not seen one. The Witch, but I've been told to watch The Witch by so many people. It's, yeah. Do you know who one of the strongest yeah, voices similar. was for me to watch The Witch was my sister. Oh really? Yeah, Joanna. Does that just, does yeah. does that surprise you? Uh, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I guess, but I don't really know her music taste that well. But um, well, no, I wouldn't have expected movie. that one. Sorry, movie, movie, not music. Yeah, sorry, movie taste. Sorry, I'm going fucking 
it's, it's late, all right? It's I know late. it is. Doing it is. Late. Later but, than but, intended, um, bless us. But, but I mean, A24 just capture the kind of bleakness of the land, like something that I just couldn't help thinking about. And there was a particular scene where it caught me, and we can talk about it when we get to a musical point, because the musical yep. accompaniment of this scene is haunting. And I think you know the scene. Like we talk, but there's two sequences, there's haunting. Um, but the it's a dark land. And it's like, oh, you do not want to step out your doors. Like they just paint, you know, when he's on his own with a horse or when he's on yeah. his own without the horse, even when he's stumbling through the woods in the dark, you're just like, yeah, and he's getting poisoned off mushrooms and he's hounded by a magic oh. fox. <laughs> oh, it's just bleak. Yeah. It's just bleak. And he, and he comes across ghosts and giants and people rob him. It's just like, oh, God. Yeah. Going, like going it's arguably one of the bleak yeah it's arguably one of the bleakest films i've seen in a long time but like not not unwatchable bleak just like you just wouldn't want to be in that world you know that, that universe not. it creates yeah but but in some in some ways i'd love to see more of that like it it, it like do you know what i mean there's I something think... about that in that universe i'd love to see more like i'd want to see more things i think what you're talking about is you know the arthurian legend you know arthur's britain yeah because yeah. it is all of the tales that are set in Arthurian myth or Arthurian legend are, you know, bleak and dark yeah. and and grotty. And he's like supposed to be this shining light. He's the boy. He's the boy that pulled the sword from the stone. Um, yeah. you know, Lady of the Lake, Excalibur, all that, all that stuff. That's like really like bright and shiny. But every single story that in cat that that involves him is just bleak and horrendous yeah. like is yeah. his his half sister morgan lefay the witch like she does some atrocious things and you know lancelot is best mate say like, something what is he what does he do what does he do what, is, what does she do what, what what does she do well she yeah she basically make now she makes lancelot fall in love with guinevere arthur's wife and they have a oh. thing and and they have a thing, and she basically just does things to just fuck with Arthur just all the time. It, it, oh. it, and like it's it's really really funny what because an in, absolute because in this modern reptile. day you'd, you'd you'd chalk that down to like sibling rival sibling rivalry, like fucking yeah. with your siblings. Except you know you're a witch, so you can do some really true truly fucked up things. Well, it's quite irony because actually I think you know the fact that your sister is. Is trying to. F I think she's just trying to fuck with you by making you want to watch The Witch. I think history is repeating itself. Oh, I see. I think that's too. <laughs> see, that's like that's Joanna what's happening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But but um but no, I mean like that's something that I just took away from this movie. And I, 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 as I say, there was a few, like the striking. Like I, I just go to say it. Like the the giants, the sequence with the giants. Yeah. That that kind of that was haunting right that was bloody haunting yeah like what was that i like, don't know that was just, and it just happened and it just happened it does happen like, cool. because it, it goes so quickly through this movie you're going through this land and you know if, if you were to list everything that happens in this movie you could say that it all happens in universe and it all happened and stuff like that but it's presented in such a way that actually all of it could be real or none of it could be real yeah at, yeah at the same yeah. time you have no idea what is hallucination what is dreaming what is magic what isn't magic but, 
but but I think this I think that's probably part of the story, and they've leaned into this is the idea that you know what what Gawain wants to do is he wants to become a famous knight. He wants to yeah. have stories told about him. He wants to be there, and to an extent, he goes out to the world and he realizes either he realizes how horrible it is, or these are all we're seeing it from his perspective. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I, I, I and and. You know, I'm I'm leaning towards the you know the former, which is he is actually going through a lot of this stuff. But you know, I I would be perfectly prepared to be persuaded that actually no, none of it actually did happen. Yeah. And even the Green Knight, you know, obviously the, everyone else saw the Green Knight, but the Green Knight's tale didn't really happen. It was all something that he's sort of told, and he's told this story, and yeah. that's how he's became famous through it. And 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 again, yeah, like the, if we he's talk the author around, of his own legend type thing yeah exactly yeah. yeah and and if we talk around the green knight it's specifically like just just so it's really clear in my head basically a green a guy a guy in all green just rocks up to a banquet one evening yeah um and says somebody strike me down and then in a year's time i'll i'll return the blow or it's not so exactly much exactly how it's not so much strike me down uh it's just land a blow land any yeah. sort of blow and he's very specific where he says where he says uh either a scratch on the cheek or a slit of the throat yeah. uh, i will yeah. i will return what was given yeah but what does that mean i mean like what is what does that mean and why what why would someone why would everyone just why would you just go no why the fuck would i have that <laughs> you well, know what i mean yeah because basically what he's challenging what could have happened is Gawain could have said, I'm, I'm going to force yeah. myself to say Gawain from now on. Gawain, Gawain would have gone, yeah, I'll do that. He would have stepped up to him and he would have just given him a little scratch just right on the cheekbone. Yeah. And then he would have rocked up a year later and the Green Knight would have gone, howdy ho, have a scratch on the cheekbone. And then they would have had a, yeah. they would have had a drink or something like that afterwards. Yeah, that's what could have happened but, but, with the rules of the game. That's what could have happened because the whole point of the Green Knight is he's a a tester of men of like he of mm. you know the true measure of a man. He's there to like test that to basically say, yeah, all right, yeah. who's who's actually a chivalric knight who is actually yeah. you know worthy. Which is these are yeah. all questions that Gawain was really struggling with. You know, he's headstrong and ambitious and he wants glory and stuff like that which is why obviously he went straight for the beheading because he was like well if i kill this guy then I'm, he's not going to be around a year from now to yeah to yeah. to do that so i'm just going to take his head and that's the the arrogance showing and the green knight therefore has shown him as not being worthy and going right well you've you've that, you've no, fallen that makes for sense. it that, that all makes sense yeah that but but why does gawain travel seek out to try and find the green knight like i don't i do still struggle to go why would you try seek him out in the off chance because that you stumble across him and find because him? It, as much as he is arrogant enough to and you know glory hunting enough right to take the knight's head to begin with right mm. there's a huge amount of honor involved and the honorable thing to do as an arthurian yeah. knight who wants who wants legacy and legend and all that the honorable thing for him to do is to go and meet his fate that's the thing ah, the the, okay. the knight's honor thing you know the the honor right. goes hand in hand with the glory yeah. and gawain understands that right at the beginning of the film but the questions that he then begins to ask himself is is it worth it 
as yeah, as yeah. as a man as a measure of a man are, are you not better served helping the world and being with your loved ones and all that as opposed to seeking fame and glory and honor so it's the mm. it's the honor that dry that drives him to uh find the night a year later mm, mm. if that makes sense okay yeah no that makes that does make sense i mean it's i mean i would i'm not a man of honor so i wouldn't give a fuck i'd be like that yeah cut him down and then just you know what i mean you no, never go back i'll tell you what you or i pit. would do if we were in that room would be like nobody putting their hand up Nope, I'm not doing it either. I'm gonna go nope, back to my nope. pint. Well, no, yeah, nobody put nobody put their hand up. Well, thanks for coming, Mr. Green Knight. This was really nice to yeah, see you. No again. one's Please having it today. Please feel free to stay. No one's having no, it today. Nobody, just okay. Hang on, uh, one second. Let me just. Uh, I'll just go back to the back room and just make sure that everyone else doesn't fancy because you never know, right? You one never second. know. Just you never know. There. But just wait. Hang on. Just if you just wait there, boys. Boys, we've got a, we've got a Green Knight. A knight. Yeah, that's so green. That that's so double. That, that's double e n. Yeah, head to toe in green. Yeah. No, I know. No, I know. He's, I've caught. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I told it. Oh, I bet we'll hear you. <laughs> right. So basically, what he's saying is, you you can take a shot at him. Like you square goes, stick him in the bollocks, and a year from now, you've got to go and get get a kick in the bollocks yourself. Anybody interested? No one's interested. No, no I one's interested there. But I tell you what, come nope. come back tomorrow, and we've got a we've got a chivalrous bunch in there. They might be more game. Yeah. All right, off you pop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do you think? I mean, like obviously that it just goes to show the 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 age of the story. Like, yeah. do you think back in the day, folk were like? Do you think back in the day that this was like the <laughs> this was like the equivalent of like? Um, I'm trying to think like. That, like the Godfather, the Godfather. like some real st- story, like some real like incredible story of like honor and 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 decency and like yeah. family and loyal loyalty. Do you think? Do you think like? Do you think back in the day they were like that cuts deep, man? Yeah. I feel it. No, nah, maybe I, I don't know. What's really interesting is that he survives in the original in the original fable. Basically, that uh, sash that he's given in the movie, which also exists in the original legend. Yeah. ends up basically saving his life and the green knight's like yeah right well i took a shot at your head and it didn't come off i i, I made my shot off you go and he and he survives oh whereas in this he kind of just runs away and leaves the sash behind well he he basically accepts his fate and by truly accepting by truly accepting his fate and taking the sash off and thereby thereby leaving him vulnerable he is actually being brave enough to take the blow from the knight ah. what's what's not actually clear is whether or not the knight actually does it or not because he seems to he seems to the, the last shot of the movie he seems to sort of hint that gawain has learned his lesson type thing yeah yeah and yeah, you're yeah. not yeah. actually sure whether or not it happens or not and i like that ambiguity and i don't think there's a definitive answer even even to the point that i don't even think if you ask the director you go well I know there's a definitive an- answer, but what do you think happened? Because you know, you know, you know, Quentin Tarantino gets asked that all the time about the end of Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like who actually yeah, gets yeah. shot in that scene and stuff like that. And I'm like, why do you want to know the answer to that? Yeah, why do you yeah, actually want to know the answer to that? Yeah. Well, I mean, talking about like things that are left vague, you know, in most or if not all tellings of Sir Gawain and the Green Knight, eventually the Lord is revealed to be the human form of the Green Knight. Yeah. Um. But here, but here, the connection sort of left vague. It is um, left vague because so, yeah, it, it's left vague, which is interesting because 
Saint Winifred mm-hmm. at the end of the Saint Winifred sequence, which that was creepy. Um, mm-hmm. At the end of the Saint Winifred sequence, she does hint or she says outrightly, "The Green Knight is someone that you know," and I'm like, mm-hmm. "We didn't, we didn't get that payoff, I don't think." No, well, I mean, the Saint Winifred. So I think that is paying homage to the fact that it's the Lord, because actually, here's another bit: Saint Winifred does not appear in the original poem, but the. Tra- but, but basically the tradition surrounding her tells that she was beheaded by her fiance when she broke off their engagement to, be, yeah. uh, to become a nun. So uh, a healing spring arose at the spot where her head, uh, her head fell. Right. Um, okay. And uh, so, so basically the head and body were later reunited by her brother, uh, St. St. Bueno or St. Buno. Um, but, but, but I think because St. Winifred, so she's not in the original poem, by her saying the Green Knight is someone you know, yeah. is paying homage to the fact that in while she's not in the original poem, what is in the original poem is that the Green Knight's the Lord. Yeah. And, yeah. And, <laughs> the, 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 the Lord and Lady are not real, real. It, it, mm. it, it's a ma- it's a magical thing that's happening there because mm. one i think yes the lord is supposed to be the green knight even though it's not like specifically clear but it's also supposed yeah. to be someone else because at the time of saint winifred gawain didn't know uh the the lord but also the fact that the lady is well she's played she's played by alicia vikander and you know it's the same you know, and she also plays Actors, yeah. uh, the love interest. Of, Errol. Yeah, which it's interesting. It's an L, L role or something like that, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Do you know what's interesting that I kind of picked up on it? I don't know if if this was something that just slipped, but is anyone named in this movie? S, sorry, SL is her name. SL. Yes, I know. But are, is that name actually uttered in the movie? I don't think that it is. I don't think that there are any names uttered in this movie apart from Gawain, Winifred, and the Green Knight. Mm. Yeah, you're probably right, actually. I think yeah, there is. Probably right. And I think that's incredible that a movie that has King Arthur, Guinevere, mm. Morgan Le Fay, fucking Merlin, because mm, mm. Merlin's there. He's, Wait, which one was Merlin? Mer- Merlin's was like Merlin? the druid with the tattoos and stuff, the big beard. He kind of looks like Gandalf. Uh, he's the one where yeah, yeah. he's he's the one where the Green Knight walks in at the beginning, and Arthur gives him a look, and he goes, "I let him in," because obviously he's supposed to uh, ward off the oh, magic yes, and stuff. Yeah. So he's there for just yeah, a second, I like that bit, and he's yeah. never ever named. But you're like, well, that's fucking Merlin, and the fact yeah. that the, well, I mean, but. Specifically on SL, so I mean more about her character. She wears bells um, on her shroud because in the Middle Ages it was common for people who were considered unclean, uh, such as prostitutes or lepers, to be forced to wear bells right. on their clothing to warn off uh, to warn off of their presence. Oh, um, so it's, uh, it's an interesting. <laughs> I know, it's pretty pretty rough that one, isn't it? My God, um, I think the. Yeah. No, you're right. <laughs> I think the. I think the. Um... The lawyers on be- behalf of the OnlyFans workers nowadays would have a thing or two to say about that. Mm. Jesus. <laughs> I, do, I do think OnlyFans have lawyers. OnlyFans definitely have lawyers. Yeah, they probably they don't. No, like, but like, 
but like the actual people who are doing the the oh the, the content the people who only the have the fans creators. yeah the content yeah. creators definitely under, definitely yeah they're covered under like their own IPR clauses oh god a rough one how do we get onto this fucking conversation i think i brought i think i brought it up i think that's what happened yeah that's that's fair that's fair enough do we do we i mean let's talk about the music let's talk about music we've kind of done the story a bit to death um i mean this was un un unbelievably meaty and and so but but uh, minimalist but meaty is that fair is that fair? This it, was like a fine a fine dining experience for music lot, and movie. It had a lot of minimalist kind of qualities about it. You know, the um, yeah. build, building from a lot of little ingredients to create something much bigger. Yeah. Um, yeah if yeah, we're yeah. taking that as the definition of minimalism, then it, it does that a lot. No, it, it really, mm, really does. Mm. I wouldn't call this a minimalist score, though. I wouldn't go so far as to call it an actual minimalist score. I think it's... Okay. <laughs> I think it's incredibly modern in its soundscaping, okay. but with a very, very clear homage to, well, you know, Renaissance, you know, medieval music. But that's awesome. I know, like, That's fantastic. awesome, and that's exactly what I thought. Because, because... That's exactly what I thought, and that's what we literally just said that the movie was. You yeah. know, the movie was, you could tell it was old, but also a lot of modern homages, and we've just said the same thing for the music. It, it's, it's, like, this was, this was so good pairing-wise. Yeah, it did, and it set a very, very interesting tone right from the opening scene. You know, there was just this shot of like a horse outside a hut and then there was a house on fire in the background and it yeah, was coming from yeah, the perspective yeah. of the window of the brothel that Ga- gawain was was in but we linger on that shot for a while and we get nothing but the soundscape of the world yeah. and the, and some really interesting things happened there that there there was a there was a mixture of instruments there one of them was something called a uh, nickel tharpa I look at nickel harper oh what's that uh it's a it's a all very old medieval swedish stringed instrument quite eerie okay uh, it's got it's got quite a quite a thin sound quite a hollow sound it's quite it's quite interesting mm. but there mm. was another mm. instrument which called an apprehension engine Mm, you ever heard an that apprehension engine an apprehension um, engine it's an instrument that was specifically made for horror films Oh, okay. And like old horror films like The Exorcist and things like that. So Well, the, I'll stop you there because Daniel Hart scored the recent TV series The Exorcist. I know, I know. This is where things are coming full circle. And it's it, it it's it's an instrument which it, it's it's so weird because it's like a wooden box, but it's got it, it's got vi- various metal rods coming out of like each side, which you can either bow or pluck or or strike in other ways to create really like eerie vibrating metal sounds. Mm, and it's crazy. Wow. And there's this one, like there's these, these couple of guys that made it and the, and the composer remind me of his name. You literally just said it. Dan, Daniel Hart. Daniel yeah. Hart. Yeah. Daniel Hart. He, he got in touch in touch with them because he really, really loved the sound that they made um, in the witch actually. Mm. 
and wanted to make some more. So they made another limited run of 10 of these instruments and the composer now um, has one, Daniel Hart, which is quite interesting. So oh, I've got to look that up. So those are those two are instruments that feature heavily in this score but i watched this opening scene going oh my god this is a horror movie this this is a horror soundtrack right here nothing scary was on screen or whatever and and then what happened in the rest of the movie was the score and the movie very much had horror vibes but it wasn't so much a scare as it was Mm. haunting I think those are two very different things because um, in this article I read earlier, Daniel Hart said that the the director really wanted to go for that, like a a horror vibe that wasn't scary, but it was haunting. And I I was sitting there when I read that and I was like, oh my God, there is such a world of difference between those two things, like a movie that scares you and a movie that haunts you. Yeah. Because one of them creeps up on you in a way that like you just, don't appreciate at all <laughs> well speaking of which i mean daniel hart also scored a ghost story as well which is uh you know it's, it's a kind of love haunting story but it's quite spooky actually yeah um yeah but but that's awesome i've just googled the apprehension engine i mean that's awesome yeah like, I, I love that i love everything about that it's such a great fact and it's so clear i mean the 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 track I talked around in terms of spookiness, and I'll go back to it, is the giant sequence because yeah. that must have been the apprehension engine that was used there. Yeah. That, or was that, or do you think that was vocal wailing? Do you think that was somebody wailing down there? And do you think that noise was supposed to be the giants? Yeah. No, I think so. I kind of got that as it, it was almost like whale song, wasn't it? Oh God, it was it was creepy. It was. Oh, yeah. It really unsettled me that whole sequence. It started just when he was walking towards the mountain. He just saw the hand on the mountain, and oh, and then they they just looked like incomplete people. I just I know it, it was, was really weird. It was really really weird, wasn't it? Do you know what they looked I like? I just thought the music was fantastic. Yeah. Do you know what they looked like? They looked like you know, you know that painting Alicia the screen Vikander in. Oh, I see. I thought you were going to say Alicia Vikander and Ex Machina. <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, no. you're right. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. You know that character in the scream, just the just um, the painting, the scream, just the, the way yeah, it yeah. kind of flows and contours. Imagine that yeah. naked and the size of the Empire State. Building. Already there. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Awesome. They... Already there. You know me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I often think of that. <laughs> you often think <laughs> of that. Uh, yeah. Wonderful. Why am I even beginning to describe it? It's just, it's just there right at the forefront. But some of the other, I mean, some of the other instrumentation stuff, like you, you obviously talked about the the, um, the like the the repetitive melodies, building on repetitive melodies. But some of the best ones, I mean, like specifically when the knight approaches the king, you get just a lot of plucked repetitive melodies on the violin. Like the violin just takes a day out on this. It does, like it doesn't does it? whatever it wants. Like yeah. there's some wonderful stuff. I mean, the last the last track at the end. You know, the arpeggio is just the full on. You oh, know, it's so, crazy. Like I love those you tracks. Do, you know, like that's that's what you, you know, like when you play the violin, I hear, like I could hear you doing that. Like, you do that quite a lot when you play the kind of arpeggio style yeah. music. Yeah. And the it's, way it was um, produced as well, like it, it grabbed your attention because I was I was listening to this on the way home from work today mm. and specifically those arpeggio bits. Like we all know that the violin has four strings, right? And it was like in some in one of the really really intense parts of the arpeggi- arpeggiated bit, and this wasn't throughout. It was just in one specific bit. 
it was like that they'd put a separate microphone on one of the strings and it was panned in a different direction in your ear so oh, that you just got one so you just got one string being in the middle of the arpeggio just coming out of a different side than the other three strings mm. and it was one of them and it was one of the middle strings which means it was grabbing your attention at a place that kind of threw you off balance a bit and to have that in the movie like obviously it's harder to hear that when they're coming out of tv speakers and you've not got like surround sound and you can hear it very obviously when you've got um stereo earphones in mm, but mm. i still remember watching it in the movie and being captivated captivated by something odd there and it's just such a subtle little production thing and to be honest i've no idea how they pulled it off because you can't yeah I know, because because yeah. uh, you know i was saying that out loud is like they have a, a separate microphone on one of the strings and they're putting that out and it's like you but, but you can't do that because the other microphones yeah. will be picking up the other ones and it's yeah i, I don't yeah. know how it works like I, but it's an absolute marvel it really is from a production other, point of view some other standout instruments i mean the cello the beautiful cello when um you know gawain collects the king's sword when he, oh, when yeah. he takes the sword to strike. Excalibur. i just thought that was oh it's just wonderful when you get excalibur there um, and then also the harp is it is it the harp or the clarsac would it be which instrument because i mean because Clar- that clarsac is a huge is, amount yeah I, I would say clarsac probably but there's there's lots it, it, of there's lots of different names for you know the traditional harps so yeah but it, but you get a, so much of that and what i really like is how they use the harp almost for any sort of like more medieval-esque sequence yeah. as opposed to the kind of haunting sequences you know any of the times in escalibur uh, sorry in camelot you get a lot of the the harp that gets played throughout which i think is um quite nice and then even in the house as well with the lady and you know I, I you get quite a lot of it leans on the harp to kind of go no it's a more sophisticated thing it's a more sophisticated absolutely way. whereas whereas the violin almost accompanies him on his journey it's like the horse almost that like takes him takes it with him almost that's yeah. how i kind of found it yeah kind of yeah um but no, I, I thought it was, and then the last instrument I thought was the, the lute or the guitar, the lute. That that was very much kind of the the the. Uh, I mean, there was a specific track, and I forget the name. I don't know if you've got the name of the track here that, that I want to talk about, but it's the, the the lute track. I think it's just following the green. Uh, sorry, it's following the sequence where he goes to hunt the green knight. I think it's the last. It's, it's, it's like he's got no more stops left. He's now going right. to get the green knight. Oh, okay, um, but it's. It's just awesome. Do you know what? Do you know what's, it's, re- it's really interesting that 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 you've managed to pick out the the musical cue and pair it to the movie because this is one of like those rare examples for me in particular. I watched this pretty fresh. I watched this last night, so it's less than twenty four hours as of recording since I finished watching this. And I was listening to the soundtrack in increments, both going to work and coming from work today and i was listening to it being so captivated by the music but also thinking i haven't a fucking clue where this was in the movie oh interesting which See, was when so I watch these weird movies, yeah when i watch these movies i just write down 
what I liked about the track during the scene. All right. Whereas, do do you know what I mean? So I'm like, I've got notes here, and it's like, oh, I really enjoyed. You're way more prepared than me. You know me. I don't. I don't really take (laughs) notes. I go. I kind of go like with broad impression strokes and things like that. But well, no, but but I think it's quite good. Like I've often said this, and you know, not to pat ourselves on the back, but like I think we kind of meet in the middle here, right? Because like, if I'm doing that and you're coming at it from like, you know, you listen. I don't maybe listen to the full score as such, but I'll definitely watch the movie. Yeah, Yeah. And make notes when I when I listen to an instrument that i really enjoy or i like doing this stuff yeah and this was just a perfect movie where you know you could kind of meet in the middle on that one as, as i said before you know um d- d- even even just lynch like the instrumentation around like there was a lot of castanets used almost at certain points during some of the arpeggios at the start when the green knight came in that kind of like russian clicking almost oh, yeah and I, it was I think, really eerie yeah and and I, I just I just I thought it was wonderful and the way the music was building during the, the St. Winifred sequence when he's swimming in the totally red yep. river I, I, I just I loved some of it it was just like there was just so many unique things I know like it was so much there was so much there was a full buffet oh it, it really a full was of interesting things oh it was an absolute meal like the, the combination of the music and the movie was an absolute meal but th- there was a broad impression that I, that I got and th- this was just something that 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 came to mind after I finished watching the movie. And that was that the music was, I think you'd agree was so, so present in the mix. Like it was a really important ingredient. It was like right up there Mm. at the surface of like your engagement. Like you couldn't not notice it. Like it was an integral part of telling the story. Mm. And Mm. I say the words telling the story very, very deliberately because I did feel like the music was was like like somebody sitting you down and telling you a story that you'd already been told 20 million times in your life right Mm, mm. because and i was thinking about other big modern blockbusters and stuff like that do you know what i was thinking of i was thinking of no time to die okay yeah okay go for it all films are telling you a story right But in the case of No Time to Die, and by which I mean 90% of all other movies, they're always trying to get you to feel as if you're in it with them. It's it's like it's an evolving story. You know that there's a beginning, a middle, and an end, but it's like you're Mm -hmm. experiencing it alongside the characters. Do you not think? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. some, Some films do it better than others, but more often than not they want the movies to be an immersive experience where the story feels like it's organic and it's like almost mm. procedurally generated if you know if you, if you know mm, what i mean mm. yeah yeah with this movie i was sitting through it and thinking everything that is happening and is about to happen is completely inevitable and it's mm-hmm. being and it's just being recited to me as if it was a play or a soliloquy or something. Mm. And it, it was it was weird because it was almost as if I wasn't surprised that anything was happening because we were just going... It, it was just such an ancient story. I don't know yeah, if I'm yeah. putting my point across, but it just did not seem as organic as other movies and that sounds like a criticism but it's not no i have no idea if i'm coming across well in this or not but well no 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 you do i mean like it it goes to the point i said at the start like 
I think one thing you do, you, you, what we did, right? So as as audience members, you go into a movie and you you judge it on all the different things, right? All the different front fronts, and and obviously a good concept is one thing, but executing it to a, to a clear, precise story is another. A story that's character driven, that that has sense, that's meaning, that's potentially has plot motives or anything is there. But but what you're describing is the idea that we watch this movie, knowing how old it is, knowing it's one of the oldest stories ever told. And you almost parked that concern, you know, like almost like, what if it's got a bad story? You know, it's not got a bad yeah. story. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You knew that there was no risk that this had a bad story. So that's what I think you're talking about. Right. Yeah. If I could put it to one side. And, and I think that makes sense because, you know, I I knew I was in for a treat yeah. for the ending because like it's like you can't muck up this story. No. Um, And and even if you even if you do largely it'll be a more modern uh, it'll be an adaption from modern day audiences so anything it'll probably be better for us no i i firm i fir- i, I kind of do know what you mean but i firmly think it was because we we kind of just were able to park our understanding of what the story might be we, we were just comfortable with what we were going to watch yeah kind of except that we've never seen this kind of thing before because there are no. there, there are lots of Arthurian legends movies, and I I'm I don't think I'm going out on a limb to say this is probably no this is definitely the best Arthurian legend movie that's ever been made. We're discount we are discounting Monty Python and the Holy Grail for ob- obvious reasons. Yeah. That's a legendary <laughs> yeah, exactly. movie, but for other reasons, that does not yeah, that exactly. does not go on the list. <laughs> yeah, but. But no, yeah, I, I think I this is probably the the best one. The best one. Mm. Mm. There, there's some bold choices in this movie as well, like content-wise. Go for it. Can we go into the gutter a little bit? Yeah, go into the gutter. There's sploosh in this movie. Oh, here he is. Here he comes. Here he and goes. And I thought... We bit of, we bit of cream, for, cream and sugar, sir. And I was like... <laughs> That's uh, that that that's a uh, that that's um, that's Redox, that's Redox that, hand cream. Yeah, that's uh, that's some sploosh right yeah. there. What um, yeah, yeah. Are you allowed to show that? Is it? Is this Simba. an eighteen? Is yeah, this? No. A, and then I was like, yeah. Holy shit! Nobody ever shows that in a movie. No, it's a weird thing to show, isn't it? I mean, it? I, don't, I don't have a problem know, with until... it. By the way, I don't have a problem yeah. with it. Sounds like you do though. It does. I mean, it weirdly does sound like you do. No, no, I mean, no, until no, Cherry offended. would never say. I'm not no, offended it does by it. Sound like no, you are very much offended. I know. Right. That, okay. Okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> um, I, I, until Cherry, we'd never seen the inside of somebody's anus. So you know, what I mean, it's like yeah, the, let, movies let are let there to shock the you. They're end, there. Yeah. yeah, exactly. They're there to shock. No, but seriously, what did you th- what did you think about that bit? Well, I don't know. I thought it was a bit odd. Like, I didn't really understand it. I'll be honest. Like, as I say, that was one of those points where I'm like, all right, cool. Don't get it, but fine. You fine. No one. No worries. Don't even worry about it. We've all been there, bloke. It happens to the best of us. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind you know of. I mean? Kind of. Yeah. Do you know what's really? Do you know? Do you know? Do you know what's really it's weird? It's so though? relatable. Do, do you know what's really weird though? Because and I do kind of think that maybe they shot themselves in the foot tonally with this one because obviously before that scene the lord had kind of gone oh let's play a little game whatever i find in the woods the best of it you can have and whatever you find in the house the best of it i can have and you know alicia vikander just you know gives him a gives him a treat you know gives 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 him gives him a little treat and i'm like is the lord gonna want a tug 
Yeah, here we bloody it, go. Are we yeah. gonna get a scene where yeah. Dev Dev Patel's given that yeah. Lord a tug? Like, so, yeah, turns into a, yeah. It's just the old. It's just an old set of uh, money for old rope at this stage, isn't it? I know. Old rope being the old rope being the old. And I was like, surely not. It's the last. The last. Sure, the last surely not. That's shop, that's eh? not what's gonna happen. <laughs> nice. No. Well, that's Lord this tone. Thanks, mate. Yeah. That was good. I know. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. But just to, I mean. I, you know, we, we've kind of gone in, gone into a little bit of uh, cr- criticism area here. Not real criticism, because honestly, I, I this was a ten out of ten movie for me. Like, yeah, like sure. on a on a ma- on a macro was, yeah. level. If I had to level any sort of complaint on it, though, I was a bit surprised that they didn't do, they didn't have a a, a single portion of the movie that was dedicated to the year in between. Because I kind of, I kind of think it. Okay, so there's a year in between the night setting the challenge and go and Gawain actually going to find the Green Knight. So there's a whole year that yeah, happens yeah. in between then, and I kind of think, you know, th- this is obviously a quite an existential movie, and it's asking lots of questions about you know what it means to be what it means to be a knight, and on a more relatable level, what it means to be a man, and yeah, yeah. yeah. You know all those things, and I'm and I'm kind of thinking, is there not an interesting character study in there where you you know you have to walk to meet your death in a year time? How do you spend that year? Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Is he is, is yeah. he is is he is he still you know uh, arrogant and a bit of a playboy for that whole year? I think we're supposed to believe, but it th- plays on his mind. I think yeah, yeah I like think I think we're supposed to believe that he just carries on as always for for that year because we get that kind of like puppet show that just oh yeah which is such a clever little device which i think probably answers this question for me where you see the seasons go through on that wheel and it's just story after story of the green knight's head getting cut off which basically means he's going around you know living his legend as the guy that killed the green knight type thing yeah so i think that kind of answers that question for me that he doesn't actually change in that year but I can't help but feel like there was a not a wasted opportunity because it is such a meal in, in itself, the whole movie. But you know what I mean? It's just one thing that I was like, yeah. I wonder if you know we we could just got a few scenes just where, one. yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Just that. So you had a few. So just that, that and the come, and then and <laughs> I, I, remove those, you'd be happy. <laughs> that <and the> cum, <laughs> yeah. coming, How many thumbs sash. up are you giving it, son? <laughs> how many thumbs up are you giving it so oh, two oh. We're, we're... two and i'm also saying for the i think the first time since we're running up we're in the we're in the latter half of the year yeah i'm putting this on best original soundtrack category for the oscars oh yeah yeah it could be i don't yeah. think we i don't think we've talked about that at all we, i mean we talk That's about we talk we, we could be we talk about the nominations when it comes in but i was i was going through this going like this is so detailed and so masterfully produced and it's this got, could be and it, and this it, could be and it's yeah. got a perfect blend of medieval and modernism and it's just like balancing it so so well i i think are this is saying, an oscar contender are you contender. saying um are you saying score or soundtrack you, you said score there did you uh, yeah score yeah yeah, I mean, yeah, it's cool, the cool. same thing, and it's the same thing for the Oscars. They don't. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. They do. They don't, song, they don't, don't have they a best song. original playlist category, unfortunately. Yeah. That would be a good category, though. Yeah. That would be a good category. Would it I be? I know. Maybe not. Maybe. Maybe oh, not. I'm it. like, 
yeah, I, I don't know. Oh, you know what we didn't yeah. talk about music-wise, though? No, go for it. Was all the songs. You know the singing? Yeah, oh, the, the, the choral stuff. Yeah. They're all original French? songs. A lot of it was... Yeah, I thought so. One of them was French. Uh, one of them was French, Noel. English, like our, what, what's colloquially known as like Arthurian speak, which is like, you know, ancient English, which most of the dialogue of the movie was, to be fair. Lots of yeah, these yeah. and thys and all of that. Yeah. And uh, another um, original language, or I say original language, but like a written, uh, a, a written dialect of English from like the fourteen hundreds, like that's pretty unique and only in a few publications, but written in that as well. So like incredibly nuanced, incredibly mm. detailed. So, yeah, um, no. Great. Did, did you give your rating as well? Yeah, two thumbs up. Easy two Magic. thumbs up. One of the other little things I was going to say, even the sound design was great. That the noise that he make it makes when he picks up the mushrooms, it's like it's like reaching into a hand of wet gherkins, and it's oh, like a... yes, horrible. I'm like, oh. yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, it's it's grotty, isn't it? You you yeah. knew as you knew as soon as you saw them, you're like, you're not eating those. Oh, you are eating yeah. those. You'll no, regret you that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. Brilliant. Loved it. Really happy I watched this movie. It's a good movie, and I yeah, really recommend this to people. Uh, oh, not yeah. to everyone, though. I'd, I'd, I'd recommend this to specific people, though, I think. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd uh, say, my, I'd say my, my, mind the jizz, but apart from that, yeah. Mind the jizz. Moving forward? Yep, let's go. Okay, so um, we've got a few things to talk around, um, but also it is late and I am breaking. I'm <laughs> at a break. <laughs> where oh, I'm, I am literally, I'm literally on so little percentage. It's unreal how, I don't even know my eyes are still open. If, if, um, if you had to put a number to it, what was the percentage? <laughs> what's the battery life? What, on, on me? Oh yeah, just what's on my you. battery life? Yeah. Um, well, I've been charging my phone at the moment, and it's now at twenty-one percent, so just below low power mode. So I'm going to say that one. I'm at right, twenty-one percent. Twenty-one percent. Yeah, I'm twenty-one percent at the moment. But um, Alex, we had a casting announcement, and one that yep. I'm so happy for. Will Ooh. Poulter is Adam Warlock now. Like official, 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 and Ooh. I've. I, and I've been watching Will Poulter for a while. Now, do you remember what one of the first things Will Poulter ever did? You remember? Um, oh, the earliest thing I can think of is Narnia. No, he was in something before that. Oof. It was a Channel <gasps> 4 show whoa, whoa, called... Whoa, 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 whoa. Stop oh. right there. Stop right there. I, I think I've got this. I think I've got this. Nice there it is you knew it already you knew it already but that was it was a brilliant it was a brilliant series and actually something that always stood out to me about will poulter watching that is his timing was brilliant like he was yeah. so good in that series like he was kind of the lead and you could tell he was naturally a very funny little boy and understood things, was witty. Like, there was some, f like, funny sketches that he did. Like, I, I liked School of Comedy. I thought it was very funny. And I thought he particularly was great. And it's no surprise to me that he's gone on to some amazing things. Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, we're, we're, it really shot to fame from We're the Millers, you know, playing that kind of weird, gawky 
character. But you know, like like every you know young lad, he's obviously gone through puberty. He's grown up a bit. He's put on the beef. Yeah, he's he come, the, you know, come, the, come that, on a few sashes. That, that never long bottom <laughs> effect. Yeah, he said the Neville Longbottom, and now he's getting cast as a you know a major superhero, supervillain sort of thing, antihero, I guess we'll call him. Yeah. But, so is um, this is this Guardians three? This is Guardians three now. What or right. maybe the Christmas special? But but what's interesting is I think they introduced. I mean, they introduced Adam Warlock, but then they weren't too sure what they were going to do with him. Yeah. Um, and so I, you know, he wasn't in Infinity War or Endgame. Well, it was just a little of- stinger, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Did he wake up? He didn't wake up. Did we actually see him? Yeah, I thought. He, yeah, he woke up from the Nova Core. Yeah. Yeah, I thought basically. I thought basically, what's her face just went, call him Adam, and then everyone went, "Oh, it's Adam Warlock!" Oh, I see. And, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Yeah. But no, I, I mean, look, I'm so happy for this. Like, it, this is such a great casting. Um, I think he'll be brilliant. I think not many people know him, but he's someone that I think will just. I think he'll just nail it, and and, and I'm yeah. really excited to see more of him. And I'm, I, you know, there's a lot of these, you know, where we're we're getting maybe relatively like unconventional esque style people in these superhero roles, um, you know, like Kamal Nanjiani for um for 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 Eternals. It's, yeah, it's God, one he's I'm been really he's been, excited for. He's been in the news the last couple of days because uh, and all the headlines are because yeah. he got too big and they were uh, making him not get too big. And I was like, God, people people are giving 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 him a lot of love for his uh, yeah for, for his for his yeah, bod his for the last like year or whatnot. Everyone's just like, oh yeah, all for that. And I love that. I love yeah, that. That's the conversation. About, yeah. I love that. That's the conversation. Yeah. It's like, have you seen how ripped this guy is? And I was like, oh wait, no, nope, but bad. he's gonna. But they've told him off because he's fucking too ripped now. <laughs> stop eating chicken breasts. They just keep batting them out of his hands. Like stop. <laughs> That's funny. Well, I mean, there was another announcement with um, basically the Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy films, and that of course was with the composer. Now, James Gunn basically has um, uh, provided uh, um cinema blend with a sort of an interview on why he has chosen uh, john murphy to 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 score and um, but it, it's very clear uh, the the score that john murphy did for suicide squad with james gone was 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 bloody awesome it was a bloody awesome score and it was it was appropriate it was gritty i mean like john murphy does everything john murphy you know he's more famous for bringing in the electric guitars to the score yeah uh, putting a full band in there but also having the you know the sentimental moments and stuff i i I love him i think he i think he's got the widest range of instruments in any of his film scores to you know compared to any any composer and actually in a way that's kind of his trademark isn't it it's the fact that i'll do some score tracks i'll do some rock tracks i'll do some scored rock tracks um they're not they're not always motif focused but they are you know a sort of well i guess i guess suicide squad was relatively motif focused when you think about it i mean there was a lot of ratism and all this sort of stuff like had you know in the rats sort of story so yeah i had a few i had a few yeah yeah but if you think back to like that's different because if you think back to um you know like 28 days later was probably one of his breakout composing pieces from john murphy you know that didn't really have it had maybe one or two little ones but it was a score that was just like it it partnered with the tone of the movie so yep. effectively and i think the suicide squad you know like the the like tracks like welcome you know this is the famous suicide squad and stuff like they were filmed they were tracks that just partnered with the tone they they were like almost john murphy didn't need to see what was being put on the screen james gunn would say to him 
you know, this is what I'm trying to go for in the scene. This is what I'm trying to get across to the audience. And John Murphy goes, way ahead of you, fam. I'll just, I'll do something yeah, yeah, that adds yeah, okay. to that. Yeah. And, and, and that's what I think has happened. So I've got a huge amount of, of um, I've got a huge amount of, of uh, respect for John Murphy. And I'm so excited. The idea that we're going to get not only, you know, James Gunn classic, probably a soundtrack score, but also um, John Murphy score underneath. Like, this is going to be great. I'm so excited. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some other moving forward news um, from comic book DC movies. Now, this is uh, basically, I, I don't know the full story, but this is a headline. Um, because everyone's talking about the fact that uh, basically John Kent from the DC's new Superman has come out as being bisexual. Um, <laughs> yeah. Basically kissing, kissing a, a, I think it's a classmate of his. So John Kent being the, the son of, of, of um, you know, of the original Superman. Um I like it's amazing what amazes me is how many headlines this is capturing yeah like, how, and how many how many people care but like but I, I I'm not even convinced that many people do care I I'm almost certain that the sort of people who buy on a regular basis graphic novels this wouldn't matter to them so I'm like who are these articles actually providing news to it's the people who grew up with Superman when they were younger and I've only seen the movies, the Christopher Reeve movies and stuff. Like right. that's who those articles I think are suffering because I just have so much confidence that the sort of people who read DC graphic novels at the moment, they don't give a fuck. They wouldn't care. And no, so, most like, people, no, I've they only, this, no. Okay. So who's it? Who, to answer your question, who, who are these articles written for? It's for bigoted pricks. Yeah, exactly. I, <laughs> Literally. I like, but, but it's like, why would you, but like, it, it just doesn't, I just don't understand why some people are covering it. But I guess they're covering it because people want to read about it. Of people course they do. Read about it because they because they're looking for people who are. Yeah. No, they're seeking. Like, uh, they're. It's, it's feeding. Mad. What it is is feeding the trolls. That that's all. That's what yeah. it's called. That's what it is. It's that's feeding it is. the trolls. That these things are just feeding trolls. Like. Uh, because when you sit when you sit and you think about it for half a second, when you have you know John Kent, you know is is a multiversal character, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because after all, most of the, most of like you know the main whatever whatever we call main timeline canon whatever whatever we call that it is it, still firmly in the Superman camp and it's just you know Superman Superman Lois blah 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 you, you know there's not the, the the stories that are based on his son John Kent is it John Kent yeah 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 John Kent. Those stories are kind of multiversal, kind of extracurricular things, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah, when you yeah. when you talk about a multiverse where like anything and everything is possible, and because anything and everything is possible, everything and nothing exists, and all of the every single possibility of anything that can happen absolutely does exist. You're like, well, yeah, well then of course there's a story where John John Kent is bisexual. Or gay, or mm. and by the way, there's an actual Superman out there that is those things as well. Yeah, 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 definitely. And it got me thinking of that as well. I mean, uh, as I say, I, I keep saying, I keep saying, I said before, like it annoys me how many headlines this is taking. Yeah, it's crazy. But but also, but also, could you imagine if it was Superman? Like, it's just, it's just like it just devalues, like it just devalues everything around. The, the the argument like it just 
feeds the trolls so oh, yeah, much. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's just like and 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 it's it's just like it's grimy. It's like make a comment, say something. Like like it is. It's like it's just like annoying your little brother. It's like why yeah. are you doing it? Just, yeah, just we've got prodding. a long car journey ahead. Yeah. We've got a long yeah. car journey. Just leave him alone. Like it's that kind of do you know what I mean? It's yeah, just yeah, like yeah. fuck's sake. But um I mean that's what I thought about it. But like as as uh, like my view on the the context of it, like fucking great. Like, hey, yep. anyone can be represented. Everyone needs to be represented. It, it it's amazing. And like, yeah, and it's you know, not I, I and, and it's not agenda pandering. It's not agenda no. pushing to uh, have inclusivity in media. It, it's it's so not. Yeah. And and like we talk about representation, like representation comes in every single form, you know, like everything from the fact that we've obviously just had Shang-Chi representing, you know, a huge amount of um, Asian and Asian American people who've grown up watching Marvel films and wanting to feel more represented in that universe and wanting yep. to understand that they've seen themselves there all the way, you know, all the way through to things like obviously Wakanda and, and, and seeing more African-American superheroes on screen and just the yep. legacy that those, those characters can create. But like, it doesn't need to even be that. It sometimes can even be like a little accent. Someone's, you know, a local colloquial accent or someone, you know, like referencing this or referencing that. Like for me, and I know this is not the same, but the idea that there's going to be a Scottish person in the MCU using Icarus as Richard Madden, I'm <laughs> so keen for. And obviously it's not the same, but like to some extent, hearing my own accent makes yeah. me go, he's going to be, he's going to be my favorite. Do you know what yeah, I mean? And yeah, that's yeah. the point I'm trying to make. It's yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's obviously not the same, but it's like, I, I get, I get the idea of like anything that you can grapple on to go, that's me. That's definitely, me. Definitely. I, I get, I get it. And so that's such an important thing to do for any of these things. And you know, if, if you don't feel, if you're watching media nowadays and you don't feel that you're being represented in any way, shape or form, stand by because you will one day and it's awesome when it happens and it yeah. will happen because it should happen. And I love that. I love yeah. that about it. That's oh, very uh, wholesome. Yeah. Very wholesome. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Um, I've only got one more thing to bring to moving forward, but I realize I've brought the last few things. Have you got anything you want to add to it? <laughs> oh, yeah, just, you know, set me up for failure. Why don't, we, why, just, why, don't we, why don't you just stop wasting everyone's time and just say what you have to say? <laughs> okay, cool. So uh, there has been a trailer recently for a new film, Alex, and it's a Disney Plus film. Um, And it is basically, um, well... <laughs> I wonder what film you can tell me it's a remake of, um, because the film was called Home Sweet Home Alone. It wouldn't be Home Alone now, would it? It's Home Alone. It's exactly Home Alone. Oh, my now, days. Everything, everything about this trailer is screaming just carbon copy uh, Home Alone remake. And, in a bad and I way. Was just, yeah. In a really, in a really top way. Now, there are some really, really great castings in this. You know, Archie Yates, who famously played um, the little boy with glasses in Jojo Rabbit. Um, so, Yorkie. Oh, yeah. Who, yeah. He, was, he was wonderful in that. And he, and he kind of went, one of my favorite lyrics, uh, lyrics, one of my favorite lines in that movie is when he just goes, I'm going to go home. I need a cuddle from my mum. <laughs> and i just at the end of the movie he just looks at the camera and goes he goes i'm gonna go and no he goes i'm gonna go home and see my mum. i need a cuddle and it's oh, just the way that he beautiful. says that it's just lovely he's just such a lovely wee boy um but then we've got like ellie kemper and rob delaney who seem to be playing the the son of like the the, the criminals in this that the wet bandits um i'm a huge fan of both of those so that that's Wait, ellie kemper really, really interest yeah 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 from the she's, office she's playing she's playing a, one of the wet bandits 
Yeah, she's actually called Pam in this, so we office nod potentially. Oh um, right, okay. Yeah. Which one but do you think she'll it's... be? If well, we're going know, carbon I, I mean, copy. I don't. I don't know. She's um, probably the smaller one. What's what's the smaller one I can't called? Remember. Played by. I just by, know the, yeah. the. I just know the taller one's Marv. Yeah, Mar- yeah. So no, I've Marvin, bloody, bloody. Oh, what's his bloody? Yeah, yes, yes. We know. Wait, we can hear you screaming at your phones, listeners. Yes, we know. <laughs> we don't have it there. Right in. In fact, you know what? I'll just do it. I'll just bloody do it. All right, there. You, you you've made me do it. I've had to stick it in. His name is Harry. Good. You're happy. Okay. I'm, I'm delighted. There. I can sleep You're happy. Tonight. I'm I'm happy. Yeah, but uh, but yeah. So I mean, it it just looked like an almost carbon copy. So let me read you the synopsis. Um, Max Mercer, a mischievous and resourceful young boy who is left behind while his family is in Japan for the holidays. Um, so so when a married couple attempting to retrieve a priceless heirloom set their sights on the Mercer family home, it is up to Max to protect it from the trespassers. They'll do whatever it takes to keep them out. The reboot, so it is a reboot, promises hilarious hijinks. There's a lot of like dots above letters in the word hijinks, especially when you're in this font. Um, of epic proportion. Sorry, that whole thing about the dots in the in the font wasn't part of the right. synopsis. I just so I know oh, that was just your notes, was it? I, I need to make these things clear. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and this, uh, and despite the absolute chaos, uh, Max eventually comes to realize that there is really no place like home sweet home. So brilliant. That's it okay, for a new for a new audience, on. they're gonna get it. And, Odds yeah. on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Macaulay Culkin cameo. Uh, I'm pretty sure uh, I've seen somewhere that he is. Um, yes, I'm pretty sure he is. I I wonder even if um, bloody Harry and Marv are going to be back as well. Like I, I you've got it. You've got to think there will be. Let me just keep looking through the castles. I'm almost certain I saw him somewhere. Someone was talking about this, but he will be in it. Right. Um. But there you go. That's that's that thing there. Oh. My God, mate! Things Can you didn't you things you didn't oh. know you didn't want. <laughs> I am I'm like flagging here an entry. But that the sorry for this like half arse podcast this week. It's been a long one. Uh, um, it's a shorter one than this week. No, you, it's been it terrible from the start. It's con- no, it started shit. It got gradually worse. Terrible. And now terrible I'm literally chat. struggling to keep my eye open. We talked about come for too long in this fucking episode. <laughs> what are we doing? Right, what do we what do they have to do now? Right, what they have to what they have to do now is go onto the Apple Podcast app, find us on there. Give us a cheeky little five star rating. If you please. And perchance yeah. a review. Perchance. If you don't want to re- yeah, perchance. If you don't want to review us, you can tell us your favorite movie, your favorite movie pod oh, not podcast, your favorite movie yeah, music, your favorite movie soundtrack. Just, just tell the what? podcast, tell I'll, us your favorite thing. Just yeah, fucking just, write something in there. Yeah, so a word. <laughs> A word, a couple of words, if you're feeling generous. I, I don't mind. I don't mind. Uh, you can find yeah. us in many, many other platforms where you like to listen to your podcasts, including Spotify and the Acast app. Uh, if you want to bloody get more directly in contact with us here, you can get us on our email, which is motionspod at gmail.com. I fucking stole your thing again. You've done it I again. did it again. Fine. That's don't two weeks in a row, and I didn't mean it either yeah. time. I don't care. Do you want to continue have this? Have it. Have it. Have the fucking come on the rag too. I don't. Yeah, I'm done with you. I'm done with you. I'm right, I don't want any more We're come references for the rest We're of done. the podcast. We're done. Right. We're done. Okay. Well, I'll do one more. Maybe. I'm going to sit back so it sounds like I'm away. I'm going to go and talk to the guys talking to the Green Knight. Right. Okay. 
They're 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 much cooler. They're still here. Does anybody still want to a kick in the ball to the Green Knight? Right. Okay. There's no, some good, there's good. there's some prints online. We've got we've got a we've got a link down below. Uh, from our lovely uh, graphic designer KTC Graphic Designs if you pick up one of our prints on our website we've got a cheeky little discount code which is MotionsPod20 which if you put it in checkout you get 20% off yep that's right, awesome that's cool cool 20% off that's oh, good you're engaged that. again you're, 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 I'm you're, back I'm back you're back right okay cool well, it, well for KTC Graphic Design I'm there anything else about like promoting this this I'm, I'm checking out right okay, checking fine. out baby do you want to wrap because us up we don't, we don't care about the listener <laughs> um, <laughs> we don't give a I'm joking we probably do um, we probably uh, do uh, maybe probably do I don't know I need to ask you a bit later after uh, what are we doing next week then? Ooh, uh, you've got the schedule there. I do have the schedule. We make, yeah. we make a schedule now because we care about you again. Yeah, and when he, when oh, when when we say we, you mean me. But there we go. Oh, right, where is it? Where is it? Pause schedule. There it is. is it another cinema trick. Is Bloody it Venom? Venom two. I thought it was Venom two. Awesome, cool. Well, that'll be a disappointing cinema trip. Hopefully, ahead <laughs> of us next hopefully, week. Yeah, when we're too of, tired. I kind of feel like ripping a CGI blob fest apart. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Oh God! I ch- you know I don't think I saw the first Venom in the cinema. I just don't want to go. You don't oh. want to go. I don't know. Do we have to go? We'll have to go, don't yeah, we? Yeah, we, oh, yeah, we, of course we have to do. We have to go. Oh, wait, wait. It's on the schedule. Wait. It's on the schedule. Oh, it of course on the schedule. Therefore, it's gospel. Yeah. When's June? When's June? Is that following? Ju- June. It's next year, mate. Yeah. No. Ju- oh, Jesus. <laughs> It's a week after, oh, mate. It's a week after. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Right. Yeah. Thank you very, very much for listening. We we do appreciate this, and we hope you enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, speak, speak to you again next week. Until then, bye now. All right, guys. Ta-ta.